deepest, greatest, and most abiding sadness tonight is for the American people and what this nomination will mean for their lives, their freedoms, their fundamental rights. Monday, October 26, 2020, it will go down as one of the darkest days in the 231-year history of the United States Senate. Oh. I yield the floor. And he did the, I can barely keep myself together, like they just uh, uh, passed a law allowing lynching or something. I'm relieved. I was afraid somebody would say something ridiculously and idiotically hyperbolic. That's the worst <laughs> thing Chuck Schumer's ever done. That, well, he keeps, you know, up in the ante. That's spectacular. The saddest day in the history of the U.S. Senate. What I feel sorry for, barely keeping his voice together, is the American people. And not, what it's going to do to right. their lives. It's going to do nothing to their lives. Not it's when a, slavery was expanded or civil rights were denied or anything like that. Nope. This is the sad. This is because Amy Coney Barrett got approved and, and is now a Supreme Court justice. That's what he's talking about there with his quivering voice. And now I'm going to sit down. With the sadness of the American people on my mind. Your fundamental rights are course, gone now. First, you got people like Rahm Emanuel saying this will put women back in alleys and gays back in the closet. But there's, there, I completely understand people who don't vote. <laughs> I mean, because it's just, it's, it's so much lies. Democracy is so much performance art and lies. Yes. It's just amazing. Give me a freaking break. Well, if you were to take in most of what you, almost all of what you see on the television set and a great deal of what you read, and you were to, you know, cross out everything that's just dishonest or just so hyperbolic is it, it might as well be dishonest, man, that would cut like 80% of the stuff you see. I mean, there's so much of it. Nobody thinks they can say, if we pursue this tax policy, it will make our businesses healthier and your wages will rise. Nobody thinks that's adequate. They've got to make some astounding claim. I don't know. It's just tiresome. Do they acknowledge it behind the scenes with each other? Oh, yeah. Like, does, does Trump say to Schumer, hey, that was really that was really a good job, that whole, you almost cried. You almost had me there. That was well, really I don't good. think Trump might. Okay, pick somebody. McConnell um, might say, oh, well, that was a little over the top there. Schumer will chuckle. Well, you, you've got to get their attention. Hey, whatever happened with Mitch showing up with the, the bruised face and the purple hands? I don't know. He hasn't been seen much. I heard he's sick or something. I don't know. Did you see those pictures? I did. And it was weird, and he wouldn't answer any questions. I thought, you can't not answer that. If I show up to work and my face is all purple and one hand is all purple, did he fight I can't say nothing. Nothing happened. What? Some, it turned, he seems to be better as of, like, yesterday. I don't know what was going on there. But. Some uh, page made fun of his uh, turkey neck, and he just beat him down. Well, everybody's a million years old, so it doesn't take much. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I want to, who can explain that trend? Has, have you heard, Positive Sean, this is your cause. You get, he raises money, folks. He marches. Younger candidates. Younger. Let's well, try 60. I, we, 60 makes you really young. Has anybody offered up a reasonable theory why we're at this spot where our leadership is the oldest it's ever been? Is it just a purely life expectancy and no, the power of incumbency? That doesn't make sense. How come? What doesn't make sense? The, 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 how come what? Why doesn't it life make sense? Expect- because, yeah. because we all know, including old people like I talk to like my parents, that you decline when you get older. So that that's... We didn't get older and we're still as sharp as we were when we're 60 at 85. 
Right. Nobody thinks it's that. improved some. No, but, but the but the average age of the voter has gone up over time. And people want to vote for people who advocate for their life situations. Nah, I, well, well, that last part is true, but uh, you know, I've got only anecdotal evidence on this. But I can think of several old people I know who think people my age shouldn't be in charge. And uh, Gates, Robert Gates said that. He mm. said, I'm too old to do this kind of job. And I think people my age are too old to do this kind of job. Mm. And so a lot of not all old people think, oh, well, we're perfectly capable. No, you realize no, but, you're sliding. But when they feel like the generation coming behind them is so far different from their va- right. I they, get that part. I get I get the uh, the older crowd understands our needs. And I, I also think there was a bit of, of my the elder millennial generation in specific did a terrible job of advancing into Mm. that field of life, right? Like, it it was one of the things that I loved about Mayor Pete was for the first time in my life, I saw somebody of my lived experience arguing, uh, or or not arguing, but discussing topics that that sounded like the way I talk about them with my friends. And I'd never had that experience before. (laughs) You're an outlier if you're 55. Kamala Harris is an outlier because she's in her mid-50s. Right. It's time to end the popular vote. Controversial, I know. Uh, Wall Street Journal is reporting. Take the vote away from everybody. <laughs> the Wall Street, Street Journal is reporting on how it's been nine months that we've been living with this whole coronavirus lifestyle. And fatigue has really set in. Wall Street Journal reporters documenting the country's loosening adherence to CDC guidance and the overwhelming desire for things to go back to normal, despite being in the midst of a third surge, things are as bad as they were six months ago, for instance, and we're all like tired of this, tired of that, opening this, opening that, or at right. least discussing it. Right. Hospital staff worldwide are demoralized after seven months of virus fighting, they write in the Wall Street Journal. The wartime rhetoric that world leaders initially used to rally support is gone. Family members who willingly sealed themselves off during spring lockdowns are suddenly finding it hard to resist the urge to reunite. Yes. A tired public tends to let its guard down, triggering more infections and restrictions that in turn compound the fatigue. Or that a, is a heck of a cycle. Or a tired public uh, realizes that the, the prevention slash cure is potentially worse than the disease and has reassessed their options. That's part of it. Um, it's uh, I read that piece and it's quite good and thought-provoking there are a couple of heartbreaking cases of people who decided to be great little soldiers and listen to every word they heard on cnn and deny themselves all human contact and make sure their children did too and they thought they were doing the good the right thing and they just uh, they they would have made outstanding nazis in my opinion i mean they just they're unquestioning authority uh, adherence to every syllable the authorities uh, uttered just troubles the hell out of me, especially when they talk about the heartbreak of their children. But it's, I think, probably worth pointing out that as flawed as the administration's response has been to the vid and uh, and particularly the messaging, they're just bad at messaging. How much time did we waste hearing the various alphabet networks explaining how the only reason people are dying is because of Trump and the Trump, they didn't handle it. They should have had a national dictatorial shutdown, blah, blah, blah. Now the vid is resurging in Italy, which we were told we should hail as handling it exactly right. And there's a resurgence in France, and there's a resurgence in Britain, and it's ravaging, you know, other name a part of the world. 
just keeps washing back and forth. Yeah, I do think we could get further. You know, maybe that if if Trump does lose, maybe that gets us to a place where we don't waste so much time on the Trump derangement stuff. I was watching one of your top doctors on, I think, ABC this week over the weekend. They couldn't get any conversation going where Martha Radich wasn't trying to turn it into if Trump had acted earlier. But what about the fact that Trump says, yeah, how about you leave Trump out of the effing discussion and just talk about what we should do now and then make people, you know, people are smart enough to tie it to Trump somehow if they feel like they need to. Right. But quit quit making and quit making the doctors uh, get involved in the what if Trump had done this earlier or said that. What? Why? Why are you doing this? You people are freaking nuts. You're nuts. You actually have Trump derangement syndrome. Yeah, absolutely. Good Lord. Well, and hundreds of thousands of people dying is not enough to get them off of it. Partly because, you know, once you've slug, swigged down the uh, flavor aid and it's in every cell in your body, you start to believe your own rhetoric. And and so it's tough to dissuade them away from, you know, spouting the same old Trump-obsessed crap and get to the data, get to what we've learned, get to the totality of health and happiness and the rest of it and education and blah, blah, blah. The fact that any schools are closed right now, that there are no ki- schools where no kids are, are going right now, it's astonishing. It's the majority, isn't it? Oh, I don't, I, I've lost track. I don't know. Um, but it is, uh, it's amazing. It's there has been, and, and we follow this stuff every day, there has been no counter to the major study out of what it was the CDC and Harvard or whatever that said that there just there aren't outbreaks related to little kids going to school. There just aren't. I should be back in school. That's right, Greta. Sean, see if you can during the commercials come up with any percentage of schools that are open versus schools that are closed. Distance learning versus in classroom. I don't actually know that. And of course, if, on the for the nation, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, if you can't come up, with say that, what you can get. Yeah. I mean, if we could get a a handful of states. Not everybody's reporting that data, probably. So I don't know if this is just California or this is a nation. Among school districts that have reopened or plan to do so soon, about 50%. Okay, among, blah, 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 blah. Now that's a different percentage. Oh, well, you're looking for that. Can I tell you one more narrative that Mm -hmm. makes me insane? Well, it doesn't make me insane because I'm used to it. If I wasn't such a strong little man, it would make me insane. Is every time there's a resurgence of uh, the vid in red states, the media goes crazy over it. Then when it's a handful of blue states turn, you just don't hear that much about it. Illinois is getting murdered right now. And for instance, although that's one of those red states that's just blew up in the northeast corner, that is Chicagoland. Um, but can can we stop with that narrative, please? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's there, it's here, it's around, it goes away, then it comes back. And we can't stay locked down forever, and everybody knows it. Can You know, I took away everybody's right to vote about two minutes ago. Now I'd like to seriously damage the First Amendment and say, all right, we need a national czar of that stupid. You don't get to say that in public. Too many people are dying. No more stupid stuff. I just saw the headline, George Clooney debuts epic new beard. So maybe we'll do full team coverage on that story. I think we should. Among other things we've got on the way. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
put together a national commission of bipartisan commission of scholars, constitutional scholars, Democrats, Republicans, liberal, conservative. And I will uh, ask them to over uh, 180 days come back to me with recommendations as to how to uh, reform the court system because it's getting out of whack. What Vice President Biden is referring to are a series of proposals put out by pro professors to fundamentally change the Supreme Court. And some of them are quite wacky. I mean, you're talking about proposals that would, in one case, this is being put forward by Pete Buttigieg, uh, just go ahead and select uh, five Democrats for the court, five Republicans, and then five sort of transient or temporary justices. That's the type of proposal that is being batted around in addition to court packing. And recently, a Harvard professor sort of said the quiet part out loud. Uh, he told uh, his, his uh, readers that they don't have to worry about the Republicans retaliating with their own court packing scheme because they could also change the political system and guarantee the Republicans will not win another election. And he said that's the reason we have to change the court so they don't strike down those changes. I mean, it's <laughs> oh perfectly God. bizarre. How do you wow. like that? You send your kid to Harvard, pay all the money it costs to go to Harvard, and the Harvard law professor comes up with an idea of we pack the court, then change the laws so that n the, the Republicans can never win another election. That's your law professor? And, and our court <laughs> then will will uh, never overturn our right. new bizarre That's laws. That's your right? law professor at the best law school in the world. I've had a couple of uh, legal uh, scholars tell me, tell us, that you can't believe how liberal America's law schools have become. I mean, that the disease that swept from the teachers' colleges to general colleges, now regular universities, is now in the law schools, and they are way, way, That's way less. That's a law professor yes. at what a lot of people think is the best law school in the world who wants to basically do away with law. Yeah. In that you change it so that only one side can win and then have judges that won't apply it in any way that can never right. go away. You install That's, one party rule with a compliant, complicit judiciary. Isn't that a law professor who's anti-law? That's wild. Well, the ends justify the need, the means. That's wild. That is wild. That's one word for it. Actually, by the way, that was Jonathan Turley, who's a law professor himself at George Washington University, who seems to be a very fair and balanced uh, arbiter of this sort of thing. And he's a Democrat, by the way. Um, but he's really he, he thinks it's serious. This is a this whether Joe Biden's serious himself about it or he's just trying to keep the wolves at bay. But there's a serious movement going on in the universities and in a lot of the Senate to fundamentally change one branch of government. Yeah, we'll see. Wow, uh, I want to pay heed to this just real briefly. Although I, I've, I've misplaced the email, what an idiot! Um, oh, there. Yeah, it is. smart guy. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see. We're getting. Uh, Number of emails on this topic. Oh, that's a good one, too. We ought to just do some bonus mailbag. Where's the one? Uh, one of our listeners says, guys, please, uh, no matter what you do, don't use the term Latinx. Oh, I am Latino and everybody hates it. I heard it again this morning on NPR. They're, NPR, the L.A. Times, New York Times are the only people in America. Have they not it. seen the polls? They don't care. Where the people they're referring to think it's dumb. Yeah, they don't. They don't. 
huh. they are going to lead the poor, stupid minorities to a brighter future it by is. telling them what to do. It is kind of a bigoted view of things. It is. It you guys is. put your hands on hot stove tops on a daily basis too. Like you guys listen to to this this NPR <laughs> an awful lot. I don't know if you guys get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Huh? Uh, and I then, try to take in all different views, Sean. <laughs> yeah, and then Jenny writes, uh, guys, I thought you might be surprised. Uh, I don't. I oh, I'm sorry. I hoped Latinx would go away, but now this. You might be as surprised as I am to see the term Philippinex being used in this email from the San Francisco Public Library. What's next? Huh. That's right. You can't have Filipino, Filipina. Stop using gender language. <laughs> their languages <laughs> are gendered. Yes, the languages that's, are gendered. But that's their language. Why... Are well, they've white, got it wrong. Enlightened, woke journalist, young white women, usually telling these people how to speak their language. The paternalism of the left makes me insane. Oh, speaking of gendered language, <laughs> Emily Ratkowski, whose name I know because she is a thin woman with a symmetrical face, firm buttocks, and unusually large breasts. She is a supermodel. What's her name? Emily Ratajkowski. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's uh, about as close as you can get. Yeah, yeah. Close enough. Uh, she has announced her pregnancy. Okay. But won't know the baby's gender until age 18. Oh, she's the one who said that. I saw I saw somebody said that, but I didn't know who they were. We like to respond that we won't know the gender until our child is 18, and then they'll let us know. She notes of uh, her, wow. her uh, coming uh, parenthood. Wow. I want to be a parent who allows my child to show themselves to me. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, I see the guy who plays the Mandalorian up on TV. So the Mandalorian's coming back soon? Uh, into this month. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, just a couple days now. Yeah, it's got to be. Oh, we're, man. We're practically at the wow. end of this month. Wow, I just experienced ha- a happy feeling. That's that's a nice thing to feel again. That reminds me, I meant to end more conversations with saying, I have spoken. Like it's going to be my new... Uh, like that weird little pig dude did in Mandalorian? Yeah. Nick better. Nolte, right? Yeah, put some respect on Nick Nolte's name. Yeah, yeah. One of America's great crazy people. <laughs> I have spoken. So I was talking about uh, this supermodel gal, a- Emily Ratajkowski. Uh, she's only known because she's uh, a, a fulsome female. Um, she's hot looking, which, you know, as a heterosexual fella, uh, you know, I'm kind of a fan of the genre. But the idea that I would have the slightest interest in what she thinks is, well, it's misplaced. Well, I don't do this on purpose, but it seems to have happened to me accidentally. I do not know the names of hot people that are only known for being hot. I just no. don't know their names. I, I don't and know. I don't want to know their names, and I'm not going to commit them to memory. It, it's probably just that she has a long Polish name that it's stuck in my head. When I see, like, we have a bank of TVs in here, and at a certain point in the day, uh, it, it goes from the morning news shows to the midday uh, housefrau uh, syndicated shows like uh, old uh, What's Her Name and What's His Name. And they interview like four starlets in a row who I'm supposed to know about, these actresses. And I don't, I don't care. But anyway, so uh, evidently this uh, very attractive young woman is married to some fella. And uh, I wish them nothing but health and happiness. Uh, but she has uh, been impregnated. 
And uh, in an essay for Vogue, the 29-year-old super supermodel reveals she's pregnant. But if you're tempted to ask if she's having a boy or girl, stop right there. We'd like to respond that we won't know the gender of our child until it is 18, and they'll let us know then. Is that a new thing, that you declare your gender at 18 because you're an adult? or Well, at what least she's I not going to push. That. Well, I hope she doesn't push a sex change on a child like some people have. Some people do, so they'll seem extra enlightened. Anyway, I want to be a parent who allows my child to show themselves to me. And yet, I realize that while I may hope my child can determine their own place in the world, they will, no matter what, be faced with the undeniable constraints and constructions of gender before they can speak or, hell, even be born. She wonders if her husband secretly hopes for a boy while she admits she's scared of that prospect. Okay. Scared of having a boy crowd. Scared of having a boy, right, because of toxic masculinity. She knows she'll love a little guy, but she also fears... She won't be able to adequately inform him as he grows up about the white privilege he's born oh with. Oh, my God. And having a girl will come with its own challenges. Quote, I still fight subconscious and internalized misogyny on a regular basis. And because she's a supermodel, she's been able to say stuff like that. And every guy she's ever met is, yeah, that is a That's very a good, good point. point. Yeah, good. Th- yeah. yeah, you're right <laughs> with that one. If you allow your kid to show you who they're going to be, they're going to eat a lot of candy. They're never going to share their toys. They're never going to do their homework. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of things they're going to show you. Yeah. Oh, on a uh, similar note, we were talking yesterday about, and, and this is IRL. This is in real life. Several of my friends have said, my kid came home from college and commenced uh, uh, lecturing all of us about our white privilege and the patriarchy and the rest of it. I hate my kid. I got this note from uh, Darren in Washington State. Oh, my. If my kid came home from college, started lecturing me about my white privilege, any financial support I was providing would swiftly come to an end. What a hero she could be to her friends, not being reliant on the heteronormative cisgender patriarchy and whatnot. That's... uh, (laughs) That's a good point, Darren. You would be liberating her. And what a favor that would be. And what not. <laughs> By the way, Tim Carney, who we used to have on the show regularly. Until uh, Jack offended him. I did? I don't know that that's true. I'm just assuming. I don't it. think I did. No, I'm kidding. I'm I don't a fan know. of Tim Carney. Yeah. Um, he commented on the supermodel who's going to let their kid tell them what their gender is when the kid turns 18. This is insanity, and it's harmful. Our cultural elites accept it because anything else gets you blasted by angry online mobs. The truth is that, with very, very rare exceptions, everyone is born male or female, and you can tell by looking at the parts. And that is true. With very, very rare exceptions. It's a tiny percentage of people. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, the number of people with 11 fingers is uh, is probably greater. So the fact that they're going to teach this kid from the early stage that they can understand that you might be a boy, you might be a girl. We don't know. It's just, and it's going to mess with their head in ways I can't imagine how many psychiatrists, psychologists it would take to straighten them out. But not only will it be one of the things you teach your kids, like, you know, how to eat with a fork or, you know, where to put their clothes or whatever, it'll be the thing. It will be a Big thing. It will be a featured discussion, if you know what I mean. So I got a couple of pieces of audio here. I'm trying to decide which to do first. Do we want drunk Florida man using a backhoe to dig up Biden yard signs? That's pretty strong. You say he's a drunk Florida man? <laughs> uh, good. good. We're hearing from the uh, the people whose signs had disappeared. We, right. we don't actually have audio okay. of, of the... Uh, Nonetheless, the, yeah. strong candidate. Well, let's just do, the, let's just do that first. 
I just cannot believe that we're really in this age of time that we're dealing with this again. And that's thing we know, we see him bike up, rev up the engine, and just run over this fence. I kind of followed the guy along, and the whole time he's stopping traffic, cussing everybody out. They had a Biden sign as he went down the road. He goes over there, and they had about four or five signs. He took the front end loader, and he actually dug them up. There you go. That's bad behavior. And then, so where did we come up with that? Did somebody finally arrest him and determine he was a drunk Florida man? Is that what happened there? I believe so, yes. Okay. Yes. Well, it, it sounds like his neighbors had a pretty good idea of his state. And then this next clip, I only saw it in print. In print, it was one of the more funny things Trump has said recently, but let's hear how it sounds. By the way, nice trucks. You think I could hop into one of them and drive it away? I'd love to uh, just drive the hell out of here. Just get the hell out of this. I had such a good life. My life was great. (laughs) Yeah, smart guy. Yeah, I'm telling you, there you go. He wins. His ego is protected. He turns the reins over to Pence. I'd say it's a one in ten shot. (laughs) I think it's possible if he loses, he thinks, you know what? I was tired of it anyway. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Going to go back to my old fabulous life. Well, and his thing is building his brand. And his brand is the biggest brand on earth now. So, yeah, I don't think Donald J. would hate going and, and cashing in on that. We mentioned this earlier, but I ought to mention it again. I I wish I were the kind of person who gets involved in local uh, elections because that's what matters. That's what has a direct impact on my family on a day-by-day basis. We, we pay attention to the president. We don't pay attention to our city council is or county commissioners. or And as we've learned, your county can have enormous powers oh. over businesses. Oh, my gosh. Schools. This is the year you ought to pay attention to your school board. See who's on the school board. And if you wish the school was open, find out what their position is and vote them to free out if they don't have the the position you think they ought to have. Yes. Make politicians pay a price for having an opinion that the majority of people don't like. Yeah. Get involved in that stuff. Yeah. You had people who were a little too fond of their own power and and believed they could deny you your rights because of the vid. Vote them out. I was talking to somebody the other day who's who's gotten involved because she's really unhappy that her school is not open, doesn't understand what's going on there, and um, and is surprised how few people have gone to the school board meetings. She talks to other parents who are also upset, but they don't go to the school board meetings yeah. and, or leave comments on the website or anything like that. And I understand. I don't either. Um, but we all should. Maybe this will wake us back up. when Start we find a out, Facebook group or something. When we find out the county health commissioner person you don't know and have any idea what their qualifications are mm-hmm. can make all these different they can close down your freaking business yeah tell you you can't go trick-or-treating you're not essential maybe we should pay more attention to this well we obviously should thank, yep. you. thank you thank you thank you sounds great to me why do people talk about old joe biden uh seems like i had one more thing i wanted to jam in here but i don't remember what it was did that oh this so we were talking about um i got my homeowner's insurance dropped because I made a claim. I guess you're not supposed to do that. Well, and you're cooking meth in your kitchen. Tell the truth. Uh, got a, a form letter saying we're dropping you Breaking because mediocre. You made too show. many claims. The number, the, <laughs> the, the number of claims I made was one, and apparently that's too many. One is too many claims, and uh, they dropped you. And then that's that, nice. And then that stays, How long have you been paying those people premiums? Decades. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've never made a claim in my life. But anyway, so it goes on your record, and then it's like your 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 driving record, I guess. And so other when I apply to other people, ooh, he's the sort of person that makes a claim now and then. So who knows what my house my home insurance is gonna be. You're a claimer. And it stays on there for several years. 
And uh, I even ask, well, can I can I uh, renege on my claim? I mean, can I pull it back? I'll just pay cash for the dang thing. It'll be cheaper for me over the long haul. I think eh. I shouldn't have made a claim, but I get it was somebody else texted that um, uh, asking about a claim counts as a claim or can count against you because you're looking into it. So I've crossed that line. We also got this. I could not get regular homeowner's insurance on my new house because the previous homeowner had a water claim for bad pipes in the master bedroom. Um, we oh didn't, boy. we didn't think that, you know, we didn't look into that. Who would, if I'm buying a house, I wouldn't go check to see what my insurance is going to cost. If the previous owner made a claim, I wouldn't have thought of that anyway. And, uh, and so there, I didn't know that worked that way either. You know, I know a fair amount about real estate. I didn't realize that was a thing. I mean, you have to disclose it depending on your state. Um, you have to disclose, yeah, we had a, a water problem, but it was fixed and certified. Yeah, they and blah, knew blah, blah. about that because it was right. disclosed. But right. you just assume, okay, it was fixed, whatever. That was your deal. Right. I'm not doing this anything. all sounds yeah. criminal to me. <laughs> it really does. Or, yeah. or at least Essie. I mean, at least it's just nasty and bad. and no, It's fraudulent. Your business practice is I pay you money every month. For when bad stuff happens, I go to you, you help me pay for it. Yeah. The bad stuff happened for the first time in decades of me paying you, and you cancel my claim, and now I get screwed in this deal? That I do not understand how that is not criminal. There, That echoes the evolution in American healthcare too, where we've gone from a system where you would save your money and or pay cash. And then you had major medical insurance. If something crazy goes wrong, something crazy expensive, you're insured. But your premiums are pretty low because the chance of that happening is pretty low. And now everybody's part of a medical club. And you pay huge premiums all the time. But you can go to the doctor with a tiny copay, just whatever. And it's a ripoff, ultimately. Insurance is like that, too, now. This Everybody's got insurance to the point where they got a tiny little deductible or whatever. And they pay too much money all the time. Instead of, if you were to save the money you pay to your insurance company, actually be disciplined and saved it, and just had a really cheap policy for stuff over $25,000, you'd probably be way better off. But there's something about, you've got a bill every month, so you save it. People don't trust themselves to save. Mm. But then they screw you. You make one claim. You've probably paid them hundreds of thousands of dollars. In, I don't know. In uh, I, can figure, I can figure it out pretty easily. Certainly, they've been investing it. That's the point. Then investing investing that money and making it grow. And now well, the, you try to reclaim a tenth of it, and they say go to hell. <laughs> the market's been historically terrible these last ten years. They probably well, haven't made money on. Yeah, it. I, I, I think, recheck the figures. Well, I think in my situation, although we've gotten texts from people who have made a claim and lost it, I they're looking for reasons to cancel people in my part of the country because of all the wildfires. That's true. And so they're looking for a way to get out of it and, uh, you know, get you on some more and more expensive insurance ah, to cover yes. the wildfire You can come problem. crawling back, but... If I'm yeah. looking for a way to buy a new car, that doesn't give me justification to go rob a bank to do it. <laughs> because you're well, looking we, to do something doesn't mean that, it, you know... <laughs> yeah, but there, know. there are people in the, you know, the, in the West who are in fire zones who are losing their insurance. You go to buy it, it's way more than your house payment. You can't afford it. But now you can't sell your house because the new person would say, oh, I can't afford that house. So right. you ha- then you have to cut the price of your house like in half. To make it sellable. I mean, it's a huge deal. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. I don't know. It, it'll be that way until somebody comes up with a way to fix it, I guess. Yeesh. Save your money. Buy your house for cash. Let's see. That'll take 120 years. Okay. <laughs> uh, our text line, by the way, 415-295-KFTC. Oh, we haven't talked about George Clooney's epic new beard. We haven't gotten to that yet. I keep saying that up on the TV. 
They keep teasing what? it like it's the biggest thing that's ever happened. Oh, no. Don't George let those Clooney's people vote. Please don't let them new vote. beard. Stop them at the polls. It Whatever be- it takes. It better be epic. came across the tweet of the day <laughs> from stand-up comedian mark norman all my laziest friends drink energy drinks <laughs> which is hilarious and true <laughs> the most sit around talk and never do anything people i've ever known always have an energy drink in their hand. <laughs> go figure <laughs> i wonder why that is maybe they're aware of it I'm still laughing at the various levels of that joke. That's, maybe that's great. Maybe that's the only thing that's keeping them upright. <laughs> right. You they recognize, look, I'm a slacker. <laughs> I can't believe how, what a slacker I am. So, so Maybe so, this would help. So Trump just tweeted this. They, his handlers, he's talking about Joe Biden, I assume. They, his handlers, ripped Sleepy Joe off the stage yesterday when he got lost in a mental fog. A disaster. Very little reporting on this. I don't know that story. I assume it's uh, uh, exaggerated at least. But we do have this montage of Joe Biden at a speaking engagement the other day. Now, this is heavily edited. I'm, I now understand it. So when you hear the slowed down part, that's after a particularly slurry thing. Right. They slow it down so you can try to figure out what he said. Yes. They're, we're not trying to fool you to make it sound like he actually talked like this. No, no it's he slurred his words, so they play a little that little part slowed down. Exactly. Like, what it's a public service. <laughs> but there's a lot of slurred and weird things in this. Our grandpapa's name Andrew, Ambrose Finnegan. As kitchen table, I learned. My ears to say, my ears to say, Joey, nobody's better than you. But you're no better than anybody else. Maybe it's the Scranton and me. I got a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. Worried about what they can make next month's mortgage payment. Well, it is what it is because he is who he is. That's why it is what it is. He is who he is. You know, remember when he went on, he decided he was going to convince Bob Woodward what a smart guy he was. So he went on, yeah, smart guy. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure, isolate, and punish China. Folks, true international effort to pressure, isolate, and punish China. Donald care. Donald Trump thinks health care. Well, I'm sick and tired of smart guys. I gotta admit. I gotta admit. This is all within our power. Is all in our power. <laughs> While we're getting there, man, hang on. Hang on. To send every single person qualified to community college free. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. A lot of shouting there. Oh, by the way, I got hairy legs. <laughs> I'm so cynical about politicians just in general, and I have oh, been yeah. for a very long time, but that whole... You know, I'm I come from regular people like you working class and maybe you did it one time, but you've been a US senator since you were twenty nine freaking years old. Yeah, please. Maybe it's the Scranton in me. Oh, come on. You've been a you were a US senator fifty years ago. Right. Yeah. And and, they, and they, you know, it's not it's not unique to him. 
But uh, that whole thing. I guess it works. It must work or they wouldn't keep doing it. Oh, in our power! <laughs> that stuff about China was utterly incoherent. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even... I mean, I kind of figure out what he's talking about, but the individual words nowadays are completely elusive. <laughs> I, uh, the election I, is one week from today. I feel about the election... Like, there was a uh, semester of high school when my last, the last period of the day, I had math. And one of the math courses that I did terribly at. And I feel about the election like I felt then. It's late in the day. I was exhausted, probably sleep deprived. I couldn't pay attention. The classroom was a little too hot. Mm. I hated the test. And I just, I had that feeling of, of hostile boredom. I have that feeling again now. From the election, I should ha- I should play that what you just said for my son who who uh, believes it's unique to him his feeling about math. Oh no, <laughs> that no, lots of people have felt this way about math throughout their lives and just struggled through. Yeah, yeah. And to say yeah. the election is a week from today, I should stop saying that. The election ends a week from today. Uh, there are sixty some million people that have voted already. That's a huge number. And more today. Yeah. Tell you one thing I've learned from this whole go around is. When they open early voting, don't go the first day. They have like three and a half hour lines the first day. The next day, there's no line whatsoever. Why would you do that? Don't, folks, please. Looking out for you. Hmm. I'm surprised. I said uh, to Judy, uh, I'm just going to mail mine in, right? We'll mail them in. She said, nah, I think we ought to drop them off in person. There you go. Concerned, I guess. I don't know. There you go. Whatever. Those in our power!